This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Now, we hear constantly about the need for blood donors, right? And Canadian Blood Services, uh, they run ads all the time. You know, give blood, it's in you to give. How many times have you heard that? So, sure, we want people to give blood. Now, there's been controversy, of course, over the policy regarding gay men and whether they can uh, give blood and don't we want to get as, as many donors as we can. And so that, there's been that debate ongoing. But this is a weird story. Uh, let me read a little bit uh, from it here. It says, uh, Yan Hong Dewan was literally born into adversity. Her first year spent in an overcrowded Chinese orphanage with little to eat and less human comfort. Hasn't always been easy in her adopted Canadian homeland either. But when Dewan turned 17, she had an unusual wish to donate blood, help others get well. It was not to be. The resident of Windsor, Ontario, or the Windsor area, has no known blood-borne infections or any other relevant health risks. She was rejected as a potential donor because her intellectual disability made it difficult to understand a lengthy screening, a screening questionnaire. So she was unable to give blood, basically because of this intellectual disability. Well, joining us uh, for more on this story is uh, the author of this piece, Tom Blackwell, senior national reporter with the National Post, nationalpost.com. Tom, thanks for making some time for us here. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. So this is an unusual story. Have you ever seen or heard anything like this? Yeah, no, it, it is unusual, and, and um, I'm not. Uh, yeah, wasn't I haven't been aware of any uh, similar uh, cases. Um, you know, the, uh, as you mentioned, the, there has been debate about uh, you know uh, the right of gay men to to donate blood and and how that works and and, and that kind of thing, um, and, and sort of discussion around uh, the effect of you know having certain types of infectious diseases. But uh, yeah, this is unusual because it really has nothing. Nothing to do with this woman's sort of physical state. It's it's about uh, her intellectual abilities, her her mental abilities, uh, I guess, essentially. Now, this is, was a few years ago now because there's been uh, an ongoing uh, human rights complaint around this. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And that, that's also another interesting aspect of this. Um, uh, th- this woman, uh, Yan Hong, and, and her uh, mother, the woman who adopted her from, from China, um, uh, basically uh, filed a complaint with the help of a, a disability uh, law lawyer, filed a complaint with the Canadian Human Rights Commission and alleged that, that basically she'd been discriminated against on the basis of, uh, of uh, a disability, intellectual disability, and this has been uh, going through the, uh, the commission and the courts for five years now, and, and uh, if they appeal it further, it, it, it's going to last longer as well. So it's been quite sort of the, the epic uh, uh, legal fight. Um, so far, they haven't been able to get that, that initial decision uh, changed, but uh, um, they all feel that there's some sort of important issues at stake. Well, I think there are. And, and I guess, you know, strictly speaking, it's not as though they said there's, there's potentially something wrong with your blood because you have an intellectual disability. That, that's not exactly how it went. No, exactly. What what it's all about is, I guess, in order to uh, to give blood, you have to fill out a uh, or you have to answer questions on a, a screening questionnaire. So these are all questions, uh, you know, designed to determine if you've been exposed to some kind of risk that that would potentially lead to contamination of the blood supply. You know, you've been to a country where you know certain diseases are endemic, or you've had a particular disease within the last uh, you know x number 
number of years, that, that kind of thing. So you, before uh, you're given the go-ahead to donate blood, you have to, to complete this questionnaire. And I guess the problem is that uh, she was having difficulty answering, understanding and, and answering uh, the questions. They only got six questions into it, and I guess and the, the screener uh, with the Canadian Blood Services decided that she wasn't able to finish it. And that was basically the end of the story. And at some point after that, uh, um, Yan Hong's mother spoke to uh, a, a higher official with Canadian Blood Services who said, you know, she will never uh, donate blood. And, and so they... Uh, um, you know, it made that determination that because she could not, uh, on her own, complete that questionnaire, that um, that that she simply would not be a candidate for for blood donation. It's interesting because I mean, those those questions exist for a reason, and and I think we all get that, right? They're they're trying to to screen out for risks, but obviously we, we don't just rely entirely on the the questionnaire right i mean there is still testing of the blood we need to do that to make sure it's safe so if there are potential issues with someone being able to answer some of the questions isn't the actual testing itself uh provide that that fail safe well i mean i i think the yeah there definitely is that added um element as well that they do test the blood that everyone donates so um that that would certainly be pretty good fail safe i mean i think because of the whole uh, tainted blood, uh, you know, uh, tragedy uh, back in the 80s, I think there's, you know, a, a number of systems that are in place to sort of, you know, try to make absolutely sure that uh, that nothing contaminates uh, 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 donate a blood. So, I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't think anyone is questioning whether that questionnaire is important. It's more like, how can we accommodate this woman in order that she can she can do the screening, she can do this, the questionnaire. And, and she and her lawyer, um, you know, did come up with, uh, you know, a solution, which they, you know, argue uh, would, would work. And that's, they call it a, a clear language interpreter. And the idea is that this interpreter would, would take the questions that are on the questionnaire and, um, and and put them into language that that Yan Hong would be able to understand and would be able to respond to, but the Canadian Blood Services said that was that you know that that wasn't sufficient that it would sort of uh, you know undermine uh, the the uh, you know rigorousness of, of the of the questionnaire that it would you know translate it into words that that were different than what is in the questionnaire so therefore you know it wouldn't have the same same impact I guess. Now, obviously, I mean, to, to her, it, it matters, right? This is something that's important to her to be able to give blood and help others. But I guess this has kind of become a case about the rights of, of this, the, the disabled, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think the, um, uh, the her lawyer is uh, works for the uh, what's called the Arch Disability Law Center in in Toronto, and it's a government funded uh, legal clinic that that sort of looks for kind of disability test cases, I guess. And I, I think the, the sort of broader issue that they see is is sort of the idea of disabled people being able to uh, participate as fully as possible in society. Um, and you know, in, in this case, uh, that would include. Uh, donating blood, and, and as you said, you know we're constantly hearing about, about uh, the, the need for people to do to do exactly that. Um, so, uh, you know, the, I think the, the the idea behind this this uh, legal challenge is, you know, she should have a, a right to to participate at least in, on the same level as everyone else. Uh, you know, even if it requires some different measures to be taken to to accommodate her. 
So where does it go from here now? Federal court has upheld the the uh, human rights decision. So would this have to be appealed what, to the Supreme Court? Uh, well, I mean, I guess it could eventually get there. It's, uh, when I talked to uh, Yan Hong um, uh, yesterday, I think it was, um, and uh, she and her mother had not decided yet whether to appeal. Um, I, I think their their lawyer is certainly you know, uh, is ready to, to take that step. I think it would go next to the uh, Federal Court of Appeal, and then after that to the Supreme Court. So uh, sort of the ball's in their court now. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, 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 could, it could certainly go uh, all the way up to the, the Supreme Court, I would imagine. Very interesting. Well, people can uh, read the piece. It's up at nationalpost.com. Uh, Tom, thanks for making some time for us. We appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Take care. That's uh, Tom Blackwell, uh, senior national reporter with the National Post. Uh, so this has been an ongoing saga. Uh, and it's taken on some additional significance, I suppose. As he writes, at the heart of the case is how far Canadian blood services must go to accommodate a potential donor who seems physically healthy, yet is intellectually challenged. Aided by a disability rights lawyer, Dewan argues she could have completed the screening with help from a clear language interpreter, as he explained, similar to how deaf people or foreign language speakers are vetted. CBS said that would undermine the system's safety. The dispute also cuts to the core of a key issue for all disabled people, the right to fully participate in society and repudiate a pass that so many isolated in institutions are subjected to sterilization. Tess Sheldon, Dewan's lawyer, says it's about people with disabilities having an equal chance to take part. It's about making sure the blood donor screening process is accessible. A spokesman for the Canadian Blood Services Agency says they work hard with various groups to accommodate donors. and It is unfortunate they could not do so in Dewan's case. But to ensure safety, all donors must understand the risks and responsibility of blood donation, which can be somewhat complicated. So part of that's about protecting the blood, but it's also so the donors understand the risks and responsibilities, too. So is that what it comes down to? If you, if you, can't, if you can't do that, if you can't understand it, you can't donate? Or do we find ways to, to ensure that those issues can be addressed? Because at the end of the day, it's about... Building up the supply. Here's somebody who physically, there are no reasons why she can't donate blood, wants to donate blood. It's in her to give, as uh, the CBS would say. So they find a way to make it happen. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.